Welcome to Out of Home Insider, the first podcast for media and marketing executives that connects how offline attention drives conversion. My name is Tim Rowe, and for the past four years, I've been interviewing guests about their unique insights in bridging this misunderstood and undervalued opportunity for brands to create alchemy in the real world. Today's guest is Brooke Armagenis, and if you're here to learn about programmatic digital out of home, then you're in the right place. The first episode with Brooke is currently the most listened to episode ever, and she's back for part two with a full state of the state update on programmatic trends, DOHX.io, the first global platform for educating marketers and publishers on programmatic digital. And we talk about trends, media integration, and how unified education is arguably more important than unified impression counting, and how the power of real-time broadcast could be the key to unlocking more growth for offline media at large. So that's the big idea I'd like you to consider during this conversation. How can you double down on what makes you different to stand out in a crowded marketplace? When we're growing up, we're showered with praise for being our unique selves. Yet in business, so many fall into the trap of trying to be like someone or something else when the actual opportunity is to lean all the way in to what makes you different and to find problems that you your product or service can solve because it's never the what, it's always the who. So without further ado, let's go. Welcome everybody to the Out of Home Insider Show, a podcast like no other, hosted by the one and only Tim Rowe. Get ready to have some knowledge dropped on you and to be entertained because nothing's more valuable than food for your brain. So sit back, relax, we're about to dive in as the best industry podcast is about to begin. Brooke, welcome back. It's always exciting to have a follow-up conversation, a part two, and especially with yourself. I I, I don't know if you know this. I, I might have shared it last time we connected, but the episode we recorded together when you were still living on the boat is the most downloaded episode <laughs> ever. So to That's the most downloaded exciting, episode ever guest, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. And and last time we talked, you were living on a boat with your husband traveling around the world. I think it was in the midst of COVID. You've you've since landed. You're planting planting roots. Yes. 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 We kind of got over the overcompensation for the COVID lockdowns and uh did that for two years and it was great. And now kind of kind of settled on land again, which is which is a nice change, I have to say. Excellent. Well, we prepared a few questions here specifically around programmatic. It's such a hot topic and everyone wants more information. It means mm-hmm. so many different things to so many people. It can it can change definition by region. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot here. We're going to unpack some of that. But the first thing that I'd love to to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. with programmatic moving as fast as it is, kind of seems like there's a disconnect between maybe out of home specialist agencies programmatic buying teams and media companies. That's a lot and it's hard to navigate, uh, Mm -hmm. which is part of the challenge you're trying to solve through education and enablement, You know, creating Mm -hmm. a unified source of truth of how we all learn and think about these things. But why specifically, why should programmatic digital out of home be on the menu for brands? As we're closing out 2023, we're getting ready to head into 2024. Mm -hmm. Why should programmatic digital out of home be a consideration, do you think? Yeah, I mean, out-of-home advertising is now, as we know, like the fastest-growing media in the world. It's even overtaken social media now. 
Um, and I think that growth can really be attributed to two different things, one being the digitization and sort of consolidation of out-of-home inventory, a lot more sort of moving from static over to digital and a lot more is being consolidated within single platforms. Um, and then, of course, programmatic do as well, because it's allowing a much wider range of buyers to include digital out-of-home in their broadcast media strategy. Um, and that's obviously bringing with it new budgets um, compared to what out-of-home would have had before. Um, so if companies want to keep up with the growth in market, then programmatic do is going to be an essential part of the equation. Um, and that goes to publishers, buyers, and all the tech players in between. Um, you know, it's not just the additional budgets um, that the industry is going to benefit from. You know, programmatic do obviously allows for more efficient planning in every sense of the word, uh, streamlining resources needed from both a time and, um, and budget perspective to execute, you know, targeted contextual dynamic campaigns, you know, much easier than ever before. Um, with the other benefit, of course, of seamless integration of a more sort of advanced creative applications as well. Um, so, you know, the most exciting thing about programmatic, I think, moving forward is that the planning and buying process is just the tip of the iceberg, really, as to what we're going to be capable of. Um, there's going to be a very interesting conversation coming up around the evolution of, you know, in terms of content network structures um, and the, the cross-pollination of content between out-of-home and other digital mediums as well. Um, not to mention all the new out-of-home networks that are going to be coming in. You know, people are setting up more sort of place-based media that are more sort of niche and contextual. Um, and all of that's facilitated by, by programmatic do because of the ease with which it integrates with, with the rest of out of home and with other digital mediums as well. So it's, it's, I think what we're seeing now in programmatic do is really just the tip of the iceberg in terms of, yes, it's easier to plan and buy campaigns and that sort of thing. But I think it's going to lead to a sort of whole evolution of, of out of home as a sector as well. Let's maybe double click into that specifically because I think that's a great point in that the targeting, the planning, it's really reached parity. Everyone has about mm -hmm. the same type of resources and that can be applied to obviously digital out of home, mm -hmm. traditional static out of home, alternative media formats, even, even some of the, the wrapped car, you know, moving ad mm -hmm. type formats that are using some of this data and targeting. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like from a media integration standpoint? When you, when you talk about that, what, what's possible? in mm. a future state like you just described yeah i mean it's it's so interesting because i mean you know out of home is sort of the only medium at the moment that has ads as its foundation like that's the offering is ads and everywhere else it's you know it's content with ads sort of you know scattered out between and that's how they're sort of uh, monetizing it but out of home is really just ads with you know a little bit of content thrown in in terms of news and that sort of stuff um, so it's, it's this underutilized platform for content. And when you look at other digital mediums, you know, like the social medias of the world, you know, they can really be using out of home to make their content more contextual sort of in the real world, like take it off the screen and put it into the real world as well. You know, um, you know, travel influencers, um, putting, putting up on screens in hotels and that sort of, you know what I mean? Just like sort of a, a cross pollination between mm. what's possible on social media and what's possible in out of home. You know, it's, it's a new sort of format for them, but at the end of the day, it's just contextualizing what, what they're already offering just in a sort of more real world way. So I think the content side of things is going to continue to evolve a lot in out of home because at the moment, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just an ad format, which when you think about it is actually quite odd <laughs> when you compare it to other digital media. That's a really great point. Mm. Right. When you, you start to think about how can I integrate the use of this canvas, this, this real mm -hmm. world digital screen in a hotel room or a painted wallscape downtown, mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm. how am I, how am I planning my media strategy around 
all of those elements, mm-hmm. it, it seems fragmented and fractured and hard. Do you see that reintegration happening within agencies? Is it different between big hold codes versus maybe a local regional agency? How do you think that comes mm-hmm. together? Like the, the, the team element, the teams that are individually executing all these things seems mm-hmm. like they need to be in the same room. Does that happen? I mean, I mean, for sure. I mean, it does on on one level, but I think I think we're going to see as the sort of tech continues to progress and the kind of traditional loop structures of digital out of home is 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 challenged. um, You know, we're going to get to the point where it's possible for people within proximity to any screen to be able to put up their own content like then and there. So it's not necessarily Mm. reliant on um, you know big agencies making a big decision and putting out a big campaign. It can literally happen in the moment, um, and people can be promoting themselves, their businesses. uh, You know, it it can happen on a much more sort of micro um, individual level as well as a huge campaign level. And I think the more that starts happening, the more the agencies are going to sort of um, you know wake up a bit to what the possibilities are, and I think we'll start to see how people approach these big campaigns sort of adapt, you know, accordingly. And I think that that really represents kind of one of the the beachheads that we need to take because when we can get the consumer mindset thinking about Mm. how do I, right, how do I as an influencer, how do I take advantage of this real-time broadcast Mm -hmm. element for my own interest, now that consumer behavior is driving broader marketing adoption. We've seen that obviously mm-hmm. Facebook and Google, right? The, the mm-hmm. things that we use every day, the things that we are are using ourselves end up being mm. the things that we spend a lot of money advertising on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you think that that holds true? Is is that? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's not, it's not contingent on having a huge you know, big broadcast campaign for a huge launch of something or other, you know, it's going to get a lot more personalized. I mean, akin to, I suppose, what already happens online where, you know, you serve a personalized ad thanks to cookies and whatever. Um, it'll be similar to that, but not obviously in the same way, given that it's cookie this environment, but it will just become more, more personalized and more targeted slowly while also kind of obeying the laws of, you know, privacy and, and data restrictions and that sort of thing. Um, but it's just, it's mm. just a really interesting new kind of canvas. And I think, I think a lot of now that programmatic do is bringing all of the other digital mediums kind of closer towards using out of home, um, there's going to be a lot more kind of thought between how mediums can really complement each other. And not just in the sense of like have this campaign, this campaign, this campaign, and it can work together, but actually utilizing the other mediums for the other mediums advantage, if that makes sense. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's going to be a very yeah. interesting few years, I think. <laughs> It's it, the funniest use of, of mediums using other mediums. I always see it on a TV commercial. Companies love to use out of home in their TV commercials. You ever notice mm-hmm. that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I always AT&T. Like I've seen a lot of cable companies do it. They, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's, it's really interesting to think about the way that out of home gets used in the rest of the marketing mix. Absolutely. Yeah. Something that, I think is a sticking point for for a lot of folks is measurement. And measurement mm-hmm. seems to mean different things to different people. Some conversations measurement means how do we count impressions? In other conversations mm. specifically with brands and marketers, measurement means did this make me money? Can I mm-hmm. can I see the impact to my bottom line? Is there a feedback loop that I can optimize to? Mm. Where does measurement stand in this conversation? 
<laughs> the eternal question for out of home, isn't it? But I mean, out of home has sort of always suffered at the peril of, um, you know, because they say like thief, the comparison is the thief of joy. It's kind of like that with measurement when it comes to out of home, because they're always comparing it to other mediums and saying, well, you know, here it's, you know, one impression, one click, one buy. Why can't it be that simple? But it's, it's just a completely different, it's a completely different medium. So we have to think of it differently. So I find that, you know, like ROI, for example, is it's quite a restrictive term that's been born of the sort of singular reporting and results of other digital mediums. And the benefits of out-of-home advertising go far beyond the sort of view-click purchase mentality of online. And while, yes, there are some instances where, you know, you can calculate, you know, increased footfall or in-store sales through POS data or mobile tracking or, um, you know, direct sales aren't always the KPIs for an out-of-home campaign. So, I mean, for instance, out-of-home is like the king of brand awareness, right? So, you know, provides that mass reach and an incredible creative canvas um, for brands to utilize. Um, but ROI is not the metric needed to validate the success of an awareness campaign. So why is this the metric that, you know, marketers are still so stuck on? So, you know, true ROI, for example, is not always going to be a straight line between, you know, money spent and money gained and out of home. Um, so there needs to be a consideration for a much more sort of holistic view on the impact of out of home as a medium. Um, otherwise, marketers are going to forgo the biggest advantages of the medium by chasing the sort of wrong, you know, type of success data. And it, it, the same goes for impressions as well. You know, just because you have 20 million impressions, what does, you know, what does that actually mean for a campaign and its success? It's, it's you know, it's a moving yardstick for everyone that you do. So I'm not sure why it's the sort of sticking point that everyone's so obsessed with trying to, to measure all the time. <laughs> mm. Well, that is uh, that is sound perspective, and I think it's it's a piece of the talk track that that we all need to adopt, and and mm. that education, the enablement of a brand in understanding it's not linear. It's going mm -hmm. to show up in lots of different ways. It's going yeah. to bring down your cost per click. Your click through rates mm -hmm. are going to go up, right? It's it's mm -hmm. not just put up a billboard and then see this line item in your reporting where billboard created X Y Z return. There's some exactly. platforms that allow you to see, hey, which which formats are working hardest in this. But sure. at the yeah. end of the day, it's does this make sense for me? Is it in front of the audience? Did it exactly really the most yeah. important part? Did I get the creative right? Like if your creative well, I mean, this, stinks, this to me, I don't know how this is not what everyone is obsessed with. Because I mean, they're like, oh, how do we measure every tiny you know impression and whatever? And and most of them, creative is like an afterthought for most campaigns. It's like, well, does it matter? Because even if you have 20 million impressions, no one's getting the point because you forgot to put your logo on there. You know what I mean? It's like creative should be king and then sure. the story tells itself. You know what I mean? And and not to mention the fact that out of home, I mean, you'll find that out of home is the only medium where it's published on other mediums as as news, as content, being like, did you see this amazing install for you know, this 3D billboard and wherever, you know, there's a whole narrative that can be done. You can only buy one billboard and have an amazing creative and it could go completely viral online. You know what I mean? So it's like the execution of the creative is, is everything. And the story you're trying to tell is everything. And yet people are just like, well, how do I count my impressions? It's like, well, let's, let's prioritize first, shall we? And get, you know, <laughs> there's some other, there's some other metrics Amen. that may be more Hallelujah. important than, <laughs> It's crazy. Send it's, this it's episode to, to a creative in your life. Please. <laughs> thank you, creative. Thank your creative director today. 
let's let's do more to uh, to celebrate the creatives, the real estate people that give mm. us places to put our ads up. Yeah, we get True. lost in uh, mm. in some of the minutiae. The sad thing is, the creatives. I but think they would love to have more fun about- with it, but they get like last minute sort of, you know. Oh, we've got a campaign going live in two weeks. Give us something. Oh like, yeah. But we could do. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's design frustrating tomorrow. for every sign. Like, yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's another. That's another episode. Right. I need a design content. tomorrow. <laughs> And I don't have a creative brief. Sorry, mm-hmm. they was stumbling yeah. over you there. It sounds good. Right, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think there's a lot of frustration around that 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 part of the uh, that part of the equation. Mm. But we led with education and enablement. You mm-hmm. launched DOHX a few years ago. It's mm-hmm. grown a ton. I've seen lots of folks mm-hmm. posting their certifications and sharing the things that they've learned about. How has the platform evolved? What's next? What's coming? Kind of give give folks that maybe aren't familiar yet with the mm. platform a little bit of one on one. Yeah, so we launched we launched almost two years ago now. Um, you know, the idea was to create sort of accessible, centralized, you know, global standard of education that people can access from wherever they are, whenever they want. Um, that allows them to like understand the foundations of of out of home and and programmatic digital out of home. So we have our two 101 courses, which is P2 101 and Digital Out of Home 101. We've got a P2 Advanced course. We've got a Programmatic Do for Buyers specifically and Programmatic Do for Publishers, which will be coming out in the next month as well. Um, and we felt like those the certifications are really good for laying the foundations. They're great for sort of onboarding new staff, for training internally, for anyone that's new to the industry or new to types of you know parts of the industry. Um, it's a great way to sort of get the foundational knowledge settled. Um, and that's what we've seen from markets all over the world in the past few years, which has been amazing. Um, but now I think the industry is sort of evolving and changing at such a rapid rate. And there's so many exciting things to be talking about, but a certification once every, you know, sort of six months is really not enough to keep up with, with the demand for knowledge. So we're sort of shifting a bit and we're, we're putting out an app in the next couple of weeks. Um, which will be a sort of a community-based um, subscription model where we'll be releasing short-form content, educational content on a weekly basis rather than every few months. Um, so members will have access to all of the certification courses that we have, plus another sort of five certifications worth of content on an annual basis, um, which will be sort of dripped, drip fed for, uh, on a weekly basis and people can interact, they can like, they can comment, they can talk to each other. Um, there's a membership directory so you can get in touch with people from the industry, from all over the world. Um, you know, the closest thing we have to this at the moment is, is sort of LinkedIn really, but that's, you know, out of home kind of gets lost in the sea of, of everything else there. But this platform, you can have it on your phone. You can log in and type in, you know, how does a publisher integrate, um, with an SSP for programmatic do and a video will pop up and teach you all about it. So it's it's really just a centralized database that we're going to be building on and building on over the next few years um, that will allow anyone, anywhere, anytime to just log in and learn sort of whatever they want. And also a place for us to have the kind of conversations that's going to shape the next phase of the industry. You know, we're going to be talking about, you know, things like the influence of AI over the next few years and even going back to static out of home for a while to see how the automation has sort of taken a hold, hold there and what the changes are. Um, so just a place where, you know, that we can have this kind of global conversation because it's so interesting to me seeing how, like you were saying at the beginning, you know, every different market is at a different phase with, you know, with programmatic do with digital out of home in general. So I think opening those lines of communication, as well as having some content that's in local languages for, you know, the Latin American market, the Asian market, um, 
you know, it's just going to consolidate that conversation sort of, I think, hopefully push us all forward at a more sort of, um, yeah, level base than we, than we had before. Sounds like the place to be. I'll be there <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love the social element and being able to create a dialogue, a mm -hmm. global dialogue that's real time and mm -hmm. about the same types of content. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's crossed probably anyone's mind here in the States how load shedding in some countries is impacting, you know, programmatic even being available. And what the mm -hmm. heck does that all mean? Mm -hmm. So to understand, I think, what other folks are going through and how we're all solving problems, mm -hmm. that kind of cross-pollination like you described, that's that's mm. an exciting advancement. So when will that it's all really be exciting. be online? When when can folks look forward to that? So we're launching on the 12th of September, the, the new app. Um, so people will be able to sign up. Actually, as of next week, they'll be able to sign up, uh, pre-sign up before we go live. Um, all of our existing students will get access anyway. They'll get a free, a free trial to log into the new platform to see, to see what it's all about. And, uh, yeah, we'll start releasing content from, from day one. So it's very, very exciting times for us. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. That's, that'll be the day this episode comes out. So if you're listening <laughs> to this, that's today. September 12th is today. You don't even need to look down. If you're listening to this on the day that it's coming out, if you're hearing it after that, then, then you're behind. So you need to get there. <laughs> where do folks go if they want to connect with you, learn more about everything that we talked about? Where, where are the best places given the Latin long? So they can contact me directly, brooke at uh, duex.io. Um, the website's going to be sort of relaunching next week with all the information about the new platform, all about the membership, what's included, um, the sort of content plan that we're putting together so you know what to expect. And then the app will be available on both um, Apple and Android uh, as of as of the 12th of September. Excellent. We'll link to all that to make it really convenient for everybody. Brooke, I can't thank you enough for being back for a second time. Thank we'll be, you. Uh, we'll be looking forward to part three. Lovely. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks again. If you found this to be helpful, please share it with somebody who could benefit. As always, make sure to smash that subscribe button. And wherever you're listening, leave the podcast review. That's how you help us grow. See For the century, I finally came to my senses. I finally got my hand up on the tinted Benz kid. I see the world clear through my tinted lenses. With the dream and the drive, the possibilities endless. Now print that, send this all the way to Tokyo. Take a trip down south, down to Mexico. Next stop, Shanghai, the world class trade show. First class all the way, cause that's how we roll. Yeah, call us the rock star businessman. Rocking shows we handle business, man. We got our own future in the palm of our hands, cause. Divided we fall and together we stand